Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Rabbi Isai. If everybody could please mute, it would be great. Thank you. Let's see. I didn't have a lot of time to print today because today we're learning about the 39 malachas. So there are 39 charts. Not really, but there are a lot of charts. More than I anticipated. So let me just check here for a second. Uh, okay. Today's she is sponsored Lurifuas, Shoshana, Helena, Bas, Chana, Devaira, and Shoshana Razio, Razio, Bas, Silka. And today is the 39th day in the Oimer. Hayoim Tishu, Shleishim Yoim, Shem Chamishashov, Wois, Barbaoyomim, Bo Oimer. One email for today. Zehu. Lucky you guys. There's a lot of emails, but I want to accomplish today's daf and try to finish it if possible. This is from Jeffrey D. Haskell. Dear Rabbi, I'm 52 years old and I live in Woodmere. I've always wanted to do daf yoimi, to be the daf yoimi guy, but I never clicked with any shiurim. Although I went to a from yeshiva in the five towns in yeshiva university, I didn't grow up Shem Shabbos in a Shem Shabbos home. I still have gaps in my knowledge. In particular, sometimes I find it hard to follow Magachir when he uses a lot of Hebrew or Yiddish terms that I don't understand or yeshivish terms. We'll stick that in. This grad shatim that we say, your shiurim are different. While you use Hebrew terms too, you almost always explain what they mean in English before you start using the terms. I have a 22-year-old son who made Aliyah and is going to school at Machon Lev. Sometimes I'll ask him what a basic term like diok means. Because... It's probably a basic word lost in my education gap. Thank you for being as clear as you are and explaining for explaining Hebrew terms. On average, I probably have something like 85 to 90 percent comprehension. I especially value eight-minute daf summaries. They're truly invaluable. I usually listen to your eight-minute daf right after the full-length shear because I'll often pick up a good chunk of what I didn't understand in your full-length shear. Oh, a lot of people use the eight-minute daf as a preparation. Here's somebody that uses it as a chazara. Sometimes, if I'm really lost, I'll supplement with a shear on that daf by Rabbi Simon Wolf out of Ramat Shiloh. You guys know Rabbi Simon Wolf? He, called, he davens, I, I used to, well, back in the day when we used to daven in Shul, I used to daven mincha with him. Great maggot shear. That's why I'm somewhat behind. I'm on my second round of Shabbos, daven 35 through 37. That must have been around Pesach time. I don't see your eight minutes shurim on those daven. Those are the daven that we're missing. 35, 36, and 37. And I have to stick to my shita. You make it up a different time. You just keep on going with what you have right now. Today is daf ayin gimel. We do ayin gimel. We'll come back to 35 Be'ez Hashem one day. I don't see your eight minutes shurim on those dafim and really love to listen to them to help me understand the different opinions. Will you eventually be making up those eight minute daf summaries? Who knows? Be'ez Hashem? Anyway, I take tremendous chizik from your shiurim. I feel like I'm working toward a goal, and your shiurim provide regularity and routine to what are otherwise greatly chaotic, chaotic times. Please keep up your amazing, inspiring work. Warm regards, Jeff Haskell. Thank you, Jeff. Keep it up. All right. We stopped in the middle of a sugya. Amazing sugya of Misasik. We're going to finish up that sugya, and then we're going to jump in to the 39 Melachas, which will take us through the rest of the Masechta. Masasik, a person who is preoccupied, doesn't realize what he's doing. For instance, if he dropped a knife in a garden and he goes and he picks up the knife, he wants to pick up his knife, and by doing so, he chops off one of the vegetables, one of the fruit, he's kaitzer by mistake, complete mistake. Potter, according to everybody. That's Masasik. Where's the Machlech? is between Abai and Rava. If he intended to cut a fruit that he thought was already cut, so he intended to cut, not that he thought, it really is cut, fruit A is cut, and then instead, by mistake, he cut fruit B, a completely different fruit, and that fruit happened to be attached to the ground. Is he over, or is that called misasik? Rava says he didn't do a chaticha de isura. He didn't do a wrongful cutting, because what he wanted to do is a rightful cutting, something that he was allowed to do, cut a detached fruit. Says Abayah, at the end of the day, he tried to cut. Cutting is cutting. And therefore, 
he is not a misasik, he's a shaygig. And a shaygig has to bring a carbon. Question is whether he made a mistake here or he completely not involved. And the Gemara brings a raya yesterday from a brisa. The brisa has a reisha and a seifa. The reisha says that Shabbos is more stringent than all other averis. And the Gemara goes on to describe that all of those other averis is referring to Avedis Zara. That if Shabbos you do two malachas, you have to bring two karbanas, whereas in Avedis Zara, even if you do three different types of Avedis Zara or more, you only have to bring one karban. You bring a, a, an animal on a mezbeach for Avedis Zara, you bring karban. That's not where the raya is from. The raya is from the seifa. <clears throat> The Sefer says that other Averas are more Chamer than Shabbos. Which is, if somebody does something he doesn't have any intent, in other Averas he's Chayiv, in Shabbos he's Potter. What's the example? For instance, if he thought that he's going to eat a piece of Chalev, uh, Shuman, something that's Mutter to eat, and it ends up being Chalev, he is Chayiv. Whereas by Shabbos he's completely Potter. What's the case? Our case, that he intended to cut a fruit that's already detached from the ground, and he cut a fruit that's attached to the ground. Potter and Shabbos. Who does that go like? That goes like Rava. Great Raya to Rava. All right. So here we're holding right here on top of Ayin Gimel Amadalf. First word. <coughs> Excuse me. El Olav, Reisha Bavadizoro, Vesefa Bishar Mitzvahs. So the Reisha, as we described, is talking about how Shabbos is less stringent than Avodah Zarah, the Sefer B'Shar Mitzvahs, other mitzvahs, meaning other Averas, is more stringent than Shabbos. What is the example of somebody that's a Shoigeg and he didn't have intent when it comes to other Averas? The Sova Ardashumun Uvacholoi. Excuse me. So he thought he's eating something that is 100% mutter, and he ended up eating a piece of chalev, and therefore he's high of a carbon, like somebody that eats chalev by mistake. Now, why is it when he eats a piece of chalev by mistake he's chayev? Shekein nehenna. At the end of the day, he benefited. As Rashi points out, when it comes to food and arayas, you can't say, oh, it was a mistake, scot free. You, had, you benefited from it, you had enough from it, you're going to pay for it. You have to give, bring a carbon. Whereas Shabbos, the zero benefit, he cut something by mistake, no benefit, therefore, no carbon. That's all the way, the case that we had all the way on top of Ayin Beis, Amit Beis, on top. He tried, he thought that he's cutting something that's already detached from the ground. It turns out that he cut something that's attached to the ground. According to Rava, that's called, or according to the Braisa, he's completely potter. Why? He's misasik. He's preoccupied. He had no intent to be over Isser here. And therefore he's potter. And that goes according to Rava. That's a great riot to Rava. How's Abayi going to explain it? It's not talking about this case. It's talking about a different case. Not a person eating fat, which is kosher, but it turns out to be chelev. He thought that he's just swallowing his own spit. But it turns out that he swallowed chelev. That's very similar to what? The first, first case on Ayin Beis, Amit Beis, which is, Yeah, if I try to pick up a knife, I wasn't even trying to cut. Rava's case is he tried to cut, just it's a good cut. It's a kosher cutting. It's a cutting of something that's detached. No, he wasn't even trying to cut. He was trying to lift up a knife. He's just a little clumsy and he happened to cut a branch as he picked up his knife. He had no intent. That's mamish like walking to Shul and Shabbos and somebody tells you, by the way, a hundred feet ago, you killed an ant on the street. You had no idea. You didn't see it. You don't know about it. But Rava's case, where he tried to cut something, but he thought that it's not a wrongful cut. It's a, it's a kosher kind of cutting because it's talosh, it's detached. 
and he end up cutting something that's attached chayov. In that case, is chayov. Itmar. So now the Gemara gives us two more examples where Abayi and Rava argue on the same principle. Misasik. He's preoccupied, he's not thinking, he doesn't want to do it. But each case, and as we go through it, each case is a step more, a little bit more of a chiddush. What's the first case? Itmar. A person was trying, was playing ball with his son. He wanted to throw it four feet, two amas. In order to be over Isidaraisa, Haitzah, you have to throw it four amas, eight feet. He didn't want to do that, but he did want to throw it. And he wanted to throw it a half of a Dairaisa. So this is already more of a, this is more of a Chiddush, this case. Before he was trying to cut zero Dairaisa, cut something that's already detached from the ground. There's no Isra at all. Over here, he's doing a half a shear of the Dairaisa. The Dairaisa, the, the Bichayavi, you have to throw it four Amas. He threw it two Amas. But what happened? He didn't realize that he's a muscle man. And his two feet went four feet. Two Amas went four Amas. So Rav Omar Potter. The same kind of machlaikis. Why? He had no intent to do it as a He thought that he's within the guidelines, within the heter, within two amas is fine. I, at the end of the day, he, he's, a, he, he's no good at ball and he threw it further than he intended. That's not an iser. That's a misasi. That's not a shaygig. It's not that he didn't know what Shabbos today. He knew it's Shabbos. It's not that he doesn't know that saw is four Amis. He knows. He just had no idea that he, he just worked out yesterday and his muscle grew and that he's going to throw it four Amis instead of two Amis. That's a misasik. No. Abai says, same idea as he said by cutting. He was trying to throw. Yes, he thought it's a kosher throw. But it ended up being a trefer throw, a usher throw, he has to pay for it. He has to bring a karba. Third case, even worse than the first two cases. He, in his mind, thought that he's throwing a ball, he's playing in Rosh with his son. It turns out it's not even a Rosh it's a Rosh Hashanah. Rav Omar Potter, Rabbi Omar Chayev, Rav Omar Potter, why Potter? He never had intent to do, he knows that throwing is usher, he knows that today's Shabbos, he just thought that what he's doing is in a place that's mutter. That's a misasik. Nabai says no. So this is a much worse case, because at the end of the day he threw it the whole four Amas, and he knew he's throwing it four Amas, he just didn't know that he's in a, uh, in a Rosh Hashanah, he thought it's in a Rosh Hashanah. If we only tell you the case by cutting fruit, he never even intended to cut at all. Any isra at all. There's zero isra involved in what he thought he's doing. He thought he's cutting a detached fruit. But in the case of a ball, that he threw it four amas instead of two amas, but the two amas is azrika, that he knows that it's a partial, it's part of something that's also. You cannot get to four without going through two. So two is part of an iser. Maybe you'd admit that that case is not a misasik. And if we say these two cases, because he doesn't have intent to throw four amas at all. Yes, he threw it two, and he thought it's two, but it ended up going four. Avol, but in the last case, that he ended up being in the kavan he 100% tried to throw it four amas. He just thought that he's in Rosh Hashayachid. So therefore, I need all three cases. Tanan, believe it or not, we already had this Gemara twice, word for word. We're just bringing it for a point that we didn't bring out yet. Tanan, we're going to learn in the Mishnah. Where is this Mishnah, Rabbi Isai? In 14 lines from now. The craziest thing is, that when we learn this Gemara, when we're learning it right now, it comes, it says it and asks a kasha. We learned in the Mishnah. But when we turn the page and the Gemara actually asks the question, it's in five words. And 
we're all done, sugi over. Literally one and a half lines, the whole sugi. But the three times that we're bringing it, we blow it up. So, Tanan, we're going to learn in the Mishnah. We're going to ask this question today, not tomorrow, not today. We're going to have this sugi again. And we ask, why does the Mishnah have to count for us? We know how to count. Why do I have to tell us that this third Namalach is going to say that if you did all these Malachas in one awareness, to teach us that the most you could be possibly Chayev is 39 Karbanas in one day. First of all, you could get to 39. Second of all, not more than 39. Okay. Sounds familiar? Yeah, we learned it the other day, and before that, within the last week, twice. So according to Abai, in the second case, the middle case, where a guy throws a ball, he made a mistake. He thought that he's going to throw two amas, but it ended up going four amas. So according to Abaya, he's chayev, he's not a misasek. Mishkachas lo, the other yisur shavas v'yadad, yisur melachas v'kata b'shiurim. So the question always was, how in the world is it possible to get to 39 melachas? If a person is a shaygig in all 39 melachas, meaning he doesn't know that it's Shabbos at all, because Shabbos doesn't exist unless there's something usher on Shabbos. So if all 39 melachas in his mind are mutter, then it's not Shabbos. He's not a shogging in Shabbos. He just doesn't know the concept of Shabbos. It's not that he doesn't know a malacha. So how do you get to, there's no difference between Shabbos and Sunday. So how do you get to 39 malachas? Right? We had this question a few times. But here's a great answer. He knows that this malacha is also. He knows that Hitzah is also. He just doesn't know what constitutes Hitzah. He thought Hitzah is 23 amas, and it ends up that Hitzah is 4 amas. He didn't know the shiurim. And in every single one of the 39 melachas, he didn't know the shear. He thought that the shear is a kezayis, but it ends up it's a gregarious, whatever the shear is. He thought the shear is a gregarious, and it, uh, or uh, he thought the shear is a, a pomegranate, and it ends up it's a gregarious, like all shearim and Shabbos. He didn't know the shear, and that's the shoygig. According to Abayah, that itself creates a shoygig. But according to Rava, that if you throw a ball, Two amas, and ends up going four amas. You completely potter. How do you explain, Rabbi Yochanan? Says Gemara Nicha Savalak Rabbi Yochanan Amar Kivin the Shogeg B'Karis Av B'Shezid B'Lav. If you go according to Rabbi Yochanan, that holds that it's considered a Shogeg, just not knowing the consequence. Very familiar because it should be familiar because he had it a bunch of times in the last week. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if a person knows that what he's doing is a hundred percent awesome, he just doesn't know that he's going to drop dead before the age of 60. He doesn't know that. That itself is a shaygig. So it's great. We can understand how a person does 39 malachas b'shaygig. He knows that everything he's doing is wrong. He just doesn't know the final consequence. So what's the echetimtza? He knows that Shabbos is also. But he just doesn't know the karas. Eli Shlakish argues. And he says that in order to be a shoigeg, you have to do two things. You have to not know that it's an Avera at all. You don't know that it's a lav, and you don't know that it's karas. The other Shabbos, how does he know that today's Shabbos? In all 39 Lachas, he doesn't know that it's Asr. He doesn't know it's Asr, then today's Monday for him. The other Labit Chumim, Aliba the Akiva. We had this literally three times. That there's a 40th malacha called Tchumim, that according to Rebbe Kiva, it's a Isidur Raisa. It's not part of the Lamates Malachas because you don't bring a carbon on it. You don't have any consequence at all. It's a Isser, but that's it. So, in other words, according to Rebbe Kiva, he knows one thing about Shabbos. He knows that I cannot walk more than 2,000 Amas past my house. So, that's Shabbos. You're asking me, how does he know Shabbos if he doesn't know all 39 Malachas? The answer is he knows number 40. But all the other 39 Malachas, he has no idea. He has no idea. Great. So we're holding in the Mishnah of Masech the Shabbos. Finally, we're here. The Mishnah describes all 39 Malachas. We had the other day, we had a few, a few Pshatim, where do we know these 39 Malachas? The other day we said, Eila Hadvarim. Eila is a gematria. It's rare that the Gemara brings gematrias, but Eila is a gematria, 36. Hadvarim, we said, is 
Dvarim is two. Hadvarim is a third one. Three. Somebody sent me a beautiful pshat that the Gemara says Koytzer Toichen is outside. The Torah talks about it, and then the Torah talks about Mavir, about Leisavaruish. So it's two plus one. Dvarim, Hadvarim, and then all the rest of the thirty-six melachas. Great. But we're going with the conventional pshat. Why are there 39 melachas? Because they represent the melachas that they needed to, in order to build the mishkan. So anything that was part of building the mishkan is a melacha. And as we're going to see, there are many more melachas. Some of them are even avais, not enumerated here. Some of them are toldais, which are exactly like the avais. They're just a subcategory of the av. Says the Mishnah, Avais melachas are baim chazarachas. 40 minus 1. In other, in other words, 39 melachas that are avais. That are the head of the category. The, the, the top. That's it. This is the, the main category is called the av. Everything below it is a tolda. What's the difference? If I do an av and a tolda in the same exact awareness, for instance, I sow a seed, I plant a seed in the ground, or I plant a tree. Planting a tree is a tolda. It's identical in its iser to putting a seed in the ground. More than that, if I do pruning of a tree, I'm causing the tree to grow more. That's, that's, that's like planting. So all three of these things are all the same category. If I do all three of these things, in one awareness, I bring one carbon. Now, just to understand real quickly, what we're going to learn is a, f- a few categories. The first category has to do with the samimonim, with dyeing the Yeriyos HaMishkan. And that will take up 13 malachas. In order for me to cook something, it'll take 13 malachas. The Mishnah goes into baking, baking bread. We make a switch because they're identical, baking and cooking. So there's 13 malachas. How do I get to a loaf of bread? How do I eat a loaf of bread? There's 13 malachas that I need to go through in order to to bake a... uh, I have to plow the field. I have to sow the field with with seeds. Then I I have to reap the field. I have to throw... I have to separate the, the straw from the disc, 13 different things, until my wife bakes the bread, and then that, that's also one of the 13, baking, and then I eat it. It takes 13 malachas to get there. Then we have, sorry, that's 11. 11 of baking bread, 13 for dying. Dying samanim. So I, I, I messed up here. Forget what I said before. I said dying samanim. It's baking and bishul. Then you have the samamanim, which is the beged. In order, in order to make clothing, there are 13 malachas. So again, nachamal. There are 11 to bake a bread or to, to create dye, to make a bishul. And then there's 13 to create clothing. All right? Different, we'll see different things that we never even heard about. The way you weave a beged, the way you spin it, the way all these different things. And there are seven, and begadim, you need also for the tzemer, the yiriyos, that sort of stuff. Oyrois, hides, there are seven melachas. To get the hide, you need the hides for the top of the mishkan, the tachash. Then you have two that have to do with the beams of the beis of the mishkan, that's writing. Because they used to write, like t- today we write on a sukkah panel, we go, this is... The west wall, uh, number one, and then two, three. So that's what they did in the Mesamegdash. Each one had a number. So this Kaisev and Meichel. And then you have the rest of the Mishnah, another six things, Bainasaisim, Chabim, Mavir, and Makib, Patish, and Aitzah. Great. Says the Mishnah, Hazireya, planting or sowing a seed, Vachayrish, and plowing the field. The Gemara is going to ask, why does planting come before Harisha? Harisha should be the first one. Okay. Vakoitzer. Reaping. So any type of reaping. What Ovir is referring to the straw, the, the wheat. It could be reaping of grapes, reaping of, of, of 
figs, whatever it is. Bama Amir. So a few pictures here, not too many today. Well, this we have from a different time. We have Chayresh on the top, Koitzer on the bottom, Chayresh and Koitzer. Uh, but we're going to the color one. Here's Mahomet. This guy is piling up his wheat. He's making a pile. What else do we have here? Okay. Vahadosh, threshing. This is this guy right over here. Basically, with a device, you see right over here on a shoe or on the animal, he's separating the kernel from the straw. Vahazoira, winnowing. This picture right over here. He takes a pitchfork, throws the straw up in the air. The wind comes and blows the, the light shaft away and the heavy kernels fall down into a pile. Vabayrer, separating. And this is very interesting. Since it separates the kernels from the straw, we're going to have three of these malachas in the Mishnah. First we're going to talk about toichen for a split second, which is grinding. We know what that is. You take the kernels, you put it in a machine, you turn, and it makes flour. But then it goes back to Hamirakid. Mirakid is basically Bayer. We know what Mirakid is. Sometimes the women do this stuff, or men, whatever it is, they sift flour. They're taking the good stuff and leaving the stones on top. And here's unbelievable. Whereas we spoke before that if somebody puts a plant in the ground, plants a tree, or cuts a branch off a tree and the tree starts growing more, or puts a seed in the ground, that's all one malacha, yichayv, one carbon. Over here, since the Mishnah brings these things down individually, that means that they're individual malachas. So if I go like this and I take my, the kernels away from the thing, and then I go in one awareness, I take my sifter, I go like that, I have to bring two karbanas, even though it's exactly the same idea. It's separating the bad from the good. The halosh, kneading. I take my, the dough, I go like this. The oifa, and baking. Next, now we're talking about clothing. It takes 13 steps to make clothing. Step number one is you have to shear off the wool, off an animal. Hamelabnoi, I whiten it. I rinse it in water. Vamenapsoi, I untangle it. I don't know if I have a picture of it. Not really. Well, yeah, here. Menapets. This guy right over here. You see he has a little brush. He does it by hand. He, he untangles the wool. Vatsoivoi, and he dyes it. Vatoive. Vatoivo is this guy right over here. He spins it. He takes a bunch of this raw material and he spins it, spins it until it becomes a thread. This we need a picture for. We don't really, but basically, after he has some sort of uh, garment here, he, he, he cuts it. So he's cutting it off the thing this they did in the Migdash, he cuts it. Oh, here comes the picture. So in order to understand what's going on here, this is all from Yoni, by the way, the colorful Yoni. So if you see on the bottom, he has two pedals. He could push up and down, and these frames right over here go up and down. And what they do is they separate the chassis. These strings right over here are called chassis, and what he's holding in his hand is Erev. And he tries to put the Erev in between these strings. So he lifts it up, he puts the Erev through, and then he lifts the other one up, and he, and he brings the Erev right back. It goes back and forth, back and forth. So, Shtei Nirin is, if you look closely in these frames, in the picture frames, there's holes, loops. So to put two strings through those rings, that's Shtei Nirin. If you do it twice, you're over. 
Ve'oireg, shteichutim, as I just described, going back and forth with the Erev, he has that thread and he goes one time and he goes backwards. Ve'apoitzeya, shneichutim, so this is also done with the chilazar, uh, and you take the, the, the blue dye. So he, he's cutting the two strings. He cuts two. Hakaisher, this is for the trap of the chilazar, and he, he, uh, he makes a knot, a professional knot. Vahamater, and he undoes a knot. Taisa just points out real quickly that the mission doesn't mention anything about when it comes to matir, that he's undoing a knot in order to create a new knot. Where everything else, you, you break a building, sicer, in order to build. You erase two letters in order to write. Over here, the mission doesn't mention it. He says, I don't know, tzorchiyun kind of thing. And if a person has a, a piece of beged, and he goes in and out, like two stitches, not really, in out. One stitch, really. A one complete stitch. In and out. Or he rips the beged. Because in the back then they also had moths. And if a moth made a hole in the ureus of the Mishkan, they had to repair it. But in order to repair it, they wanted to give the uh, uman more room. So they would rip it more. And then he would go ahead and make a better repair. Okay, and that's it. So now we're going into the hides. In order to get to hide, in order to have hide, you have to first capture an animal. Any animal. It could be a bumblebee in your dining room on Shabbos. That's tzatzvi. You kill the animal. If you want to smush a mosquito on Shabbos, unless, of course, you have an excuse that it has West Nile's disease, whatever. And to skin the animal. If you don't know what that looks like, I think we have some sort of picture here. here. These are all yoni. Yoni, and with permission, it comes from this book, if you want to see. This book of Lametes Melachas. From Rabbi Chait. Rebaruch Chait and Yoni uh, went to, got together to make a book on the stuff. It's beautiful stuff. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of funny pictures. These are the, the basic ones. So here he's skinning the hide off the animal. And to salt the hide. I don't know if I have a picture. Basically, he ran out of time. It's in here. But the point is he soaks the hide in some sort of chemical. So the Gemara says already that Melicha and Ma'abed is the same exact thing. We have to remove one and instead we're going to put in Mesartet. And that is like if you've seen the Sefer Torah, it always has these lines. You take a ruler and you make a groove in the, in the uh, hide. That's Mesartet. This we need a picture for. Basically, he's smoothing out the hide. You see carefully, he's taking some sort of tool and he, he goes from rough down here to nice and smooth over here. Mimachkoi. You cut it because you want specific lengths for straps or whatever. Now, we're moving away from hide to the kairis of the Beis HaMikdash, the Mishkan. Writing, like we had the other day, shame Mishimoyin, two Oisiyos, that's enough to be over. So over here the Mishnah says specifically, erasing alone is not enough because that's destroying, destroying you never over. But if I'm erasing in order to create, that's Aser Habayna, building, Vasoyser. Obviously, Stira over here means Almanas Livnois. Hamachaba, putting out a fire. As we described, it has to be in a way that you're gaining from putting out the fire because you want the coal, you want the wick, the black, whatever. But just destroying is not a melacha, is not over. Vamavir in putting, making a fire. Hamake bepatish, that is, oh, I didn't get to that one. Chaval. Okay. You have a nice vessel, the final blow of the hammer that. You say, okay, that finishes off the clee. Now it's ready to be sold, ready to be used. That's awesome.
The final malacha, hamaytzi mirushus lirushus. And then it becomes more understandable why we had the question on the first day of Mesech the Shabbos. Why in the world does Mesech the Shabbos start with hamaytzi mirushus lirushus when it's the last, last malacha? We discussed that then it's a malacha grua, da da da. Okay. So the Mishnah actually says the number twice. That makes the, the question even stronger. And the Gemara talks about it later on. In a few daf. Says the Gemara, But the first count, why do I need? This is a very difficult Gemara. If you do all 39 Melachas in one shot, Finally, here's the source. This is it. One and a half lines. From this, the Gemara made matamim three times in the last ten daf or whatever. So, if a person, it comes to teach you that the most you can be over is 39 malachas. Because there are many. You could be very confused. As we go through the sugya, there's so many different things that the Mishnah doesn't mention. No, they all fall within these categories. And for me, the biggest chiddush was that Doing Bayer and doing Merakid, you have two Karbanas. Why? Because. Because they're mentioned in the Mishnah as two separate, even though they're identical. They're both Bayer. They're both to select the good from the bad or the bad from the good. Chayv two Karbanas. Hazireya, planting. Vahazoymer, pruning, which is a Tolda. The only one of these are of a Tolda, Vanuiteya, and planting a tree. That's an av, even though it's not mentioned in the Mishnah, it's an av. Vahamavrich, it's an av. In other words, taking a vine, bending it, and putting it into the ground, hoping that it'll start growing that way, the reverse. Vahamarkiv, and grafting a branch, putting a branch into another tree. What are you doing? All these things, you're trying to make something grow. That's all zireya. That's all av melacha besides that one zoimer one, the pruning one. They're all considered one. So if you did, if I did all five of these things in one awareness, I went from my tree to my garden. I was planting vegetable. Yeah, what are you tiny? What happened? You're cold. You're hot. I skipped. Okay, where did I skip? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Michti, Michrov Karve Beresha. What's the first step? Everybody knows, we're all farmers. First, you plow a field, you soften up the dirt, and then you put the seeds into the ground. So, why does the mission start off with plowing? Listen to Kharish Vada, listen to Zerah. Tano, Beres Yisrael, Koi. These are all Allah's Ferris Yisrael. The Zari Beresha, Vada Karve. The ground in Eretz Yisrael is very tough. Yeah, we live in a desert. So you have to do two charishas. You have to plow twice. First you plow to soften it up. Then you put the seeds down. Then it's not soft enough yet. You have to plow it again to get, to get the seeds to go into the ground. So the Gemara, the Mishnah is telling us a Chiddush, that the second plowing is also considered a plowing. Not only the first one. Okay. Where are we holding? If you do all five of these things, since they're all the same av, they're all avais in their own way, not the same av. They're all avais, but they, they're the same action. Chayv one carbon. If a person prunes, he planted a tree, right? You go over the tree, you cut a branch halfway. What's going to happen? It starts growing even more. That is considered planting. And planting a tree. You're chayiv all because of planting a seed, which is the Avalach. Ask the Gemara, are you chayiv two or you chayiv one? What's the, what, what happens here? At the end of the day, only chayiv one. They're all included in Zireya. It's the same thing. What if a person accomplishes two acts with one, one thing? In other words, he pruned the tree. He wants two things here. He wants to accomplish two things. He wants to, first of all, he needs wood for his fireplace. But he also wants his tree to grow more. 
Chayv Shtayim. Then all of a sudden, even though it's one cutting, he's Chayv two Karbanas. Because he did two actions. What, what are you going to be Mechayv You have to be Mechayv Mam too. Achaz Mishum Koytzer v'achaz Mishum Noitaya. He reaped the tree. He cut wood off the tree. And he also planted the tree all in one swift move. Now the Gemara gives two other examples. Animal fodder, the, 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 the straw that you, that, you, that you grow for animals, you cut this three times a month. Every time you cut it, it grows even more, even more. It's never ending. Because you cut it, it's going to grow more. It's like here on unwanted places, whatever. You cut it, it just keeps on growing. So you chayiv because you want it, it's koitzer. And it's also neiteya. You're planting because you're making it grow more. The same thing applies to beets. You cut the beet. By you cutting, you're reaping it, but you're also causing it to grow more. Plowing. And digging. And making a ditch. All these, you're softening the ground. Kulam says Rashi, they're all part of Harisha. Although we're going to see soon that sometimes digging a hole is baina. You had a little mound of dirt. Now it depends where it is. You just flattened out your living room. Now it's nice and smooth. You created, you built. Baina. In the field, If it's in the field, now you soften the ground. Now it's easier for you to plant. You're even on a different milacha called chayrish. You can do the same action depending where it is. Chayiv, different milachas. Again, you can do the same action depending on your intent. You chayiv a different thing. You, wanna, you want the tree to grow more? You chayiv on You want the wood? You chayiv on koitzer. You want both? You chayiv both. Depending on what you want. You had a hole in the ground and you filled it up. Again, depending what your intent is. You just flattened out your living room, so you're chayev because of baina. Again, once again, you are filling up a hole in your field. Now it's easier for you to plant. So we touched upon this big halacha in Masech the Shabbos. A person doesn't want the hole he wants the dirt, but he created a hole. What's the halacha? He's potter. Why? So I'll remind you, we had this amazing concept called melacha gufa. A person only wants, he wants to resolve a problem that he has. He has a corpse, he has a body in his house. So he needs to take the smell out. He doesn't want the body in his front yard. It doesn't serve him any purpose. He just doesn't want to smell. Or he doesn't want this match to be lit. It might burn down his house. So he, he extinguishes the flame. But he doesn't gain anything from the extinguishing of the flame unless, as we said, he wants the charcoal. But He doesn't need the outcome. He just is trying to solve a problem that he has. Over here, he doesn't want the outcome. He doesn't want a hole in the ground. That's not what he wants. What he wants is dirt. But this is different than taking a body outside. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehudu will hold taking a body outside is Hitza. Yes, I don't care if the body is inside or outside, but I wanted to take him outside. I wanted to move him. Hanamili Misak and I'm a Over here, by making a hole in the ground, I'm ruining. So then, is potter even according to Rabbi Yehuda. Whereas when I take a dead person out, I didn't ruin anything. So I'm chayev according to Rabbi Yehuda. and reaping, tana. Hakoitzer, to harvest. Hakoitzer, harvesting wheat. Haboitzer, reaping whatever the word is for grapes. Vahagoider, for dates. Vahamesik. For olives, va'ira for figs. In other words, you're taking off the tree, figs, dates, whatever it is. Kula melacha achasay, melacha achas. You chayiv only one carbon. Amra papa, hi man, this show the piece of the diklo. Guy's lazy to climb up the palm tree, so he takes a nice stone or some dirt and he throws it at the dates. Vatetamri, 
and like that he knocks down the, the dates. Chayiv Stein. He's Chayiv twice. What's Toilash? It's the same Malacha as Kaitzer. He is taking something off a tree. And for breaking something up. This is interesting to understand. He has a bunch of dates and he wants to break them up. He wants to get them away from whatever, that whole mess that, 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 that a date tree has. He wants to get the date, extract the date from the wood and whatever. That's mefarik. What's mefarik? It's part of dash, like we said. Like that picture with the, the animal walking on his straw to break up the straw from the kernels. He's doing the same thing, just with dates. So he's doing two malachas. He's doing toilash, he's doing koitzer, and dash all at the same time. He's chayv two, two korbanos. Ravashi Omar, ein derech tlisha bakach, vein derech priko bakach. Nobody in his right mind takes stones, starts throwing it at his date tree. You go up there, you take it down, there's ways to do it, not with, with dirt. And Memela, he's not chayiv on it. So Ma'amer, again, what's Ma'amer? Taking all your straw and gathering and making a pile from it. So is that also, does that apply to other things, such as salt? Says Rav, yes. Where do we have Melech from Melchasa? We just had it in the whole sugya of Lachashim. I don't remember which one it was, but something about, you're supposed to take salt from the factory. And what's the factory? You take a lot of seawater and you lay it out on a, like a shallow pool, and you wait for the sun to come and dry it out, evaporate the water, evaporates, you're left with the salt. You go to this place, and you take all this, now you have a bunch of salt everywhere, you go, you take a broom, you put all the salt in one, in one pile. Is that Ma'amer? Rabbi says yes. Abayomer, no. It has to be something that grows from the ground, not salt. The Hadash. Tana, Hadash. These are other things. You take something, you beat the cotton down. You take something, you beat whatever, the, the, the wool down. It's one melacha. It's one, you're over one. And then, okay, fine, we'll start here tomorrow. It's a new sugya of Bayer, why Zaira, Bayer, Toichen, Merakid. Not Toichen, but how come Zaira, Bayer, Merakid? Three different types of Bayer are considered different ones. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Shema lo is mi mama kim rosi khadu no Just wanted to point out, all these things that we learned, we're going to learn about them in much more depth. Don't worry about it. That goes, the whole Masechta talks. There's even Prakim dedicated to some of these Malachas that we just mentioned. This is just the, the headline. My daily thank you for all the hard work you do, for all the charts that you do. Yeshua, yeah. Where were you this morning, though? You know, I miss you in the morning, reminding people to get up, sending out WhatsApps. Where are you? What's going on? I'm there. You didn't send anybody a link to the Zoom today. Did you send out a link? I want to know how in the world Avi Kamiansi got the beautiful sheet, and when you were in the middle of the shear, you were showing sheet without the nun. I was mamish, I didn't know how he got the good sheet. What? You what nun? Thirty times after you printed it, thirty times I was there watching him getting printed, and Avi Kamiansi got the good sheet with the nun, and you didn't have it. And also, by the way, any, everybody could unmute, right? Everybody, I, I don't see anybody unmuting, but everybody could unmute. Yishkoyach, Yishkoyach, thank you. Who's Yoyli? Yoyli, a naive face, Yoyli. Shalom Aleichem, where are you from?
Yeah. How do you know which one is the, the Erev is the one that you go back and forth. The chassis is the one that's locked Erev in the machine. Oh, you know, I, I, I missed something, I think. Hold on. This guy. How come I didn't say this guy? Oh, Mesach. Mistake. I don't think I said this. Did I say this guy, Mesach? Did I skip him? It's putting the strings on the rolls. I don't remember saying it. Maybe I said something else instead of it. You said the one on the right side of it. You skipped it. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, this is Poitseya. And I said it's Mesach. Not good, not good. Reboi said not good. We got to do the mission over again. We got to do the mission over again, I think. Where, where did you see his entertainment? I didn't see his entertainment. Where was it? I don't understand. Where was the entertainment? On what? Where is David? Is he clothed today? We had a lot of complaints that he zoom bombed us. Oh, oh, David, I see you, Mamish. I like your shirt, David. I like your shirt. It's beautiful. Yeah, but we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't advertise on our share. We're very mad not to advertise. I mean, I mean, Mati Middeldorf, Mati Middeldorf uh, is an exception. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm very impressed. Ah. Was noch? What? Everybody's quiet. Everybody's like in shock. What's going on here? What happened? I mean, we could... Oh, Hillel Abrams. Look at his screen. Everybody look at his screen. I'm not going to say anything, but look at his screen. The beautiful Zach. Hatzol B'Chemesh. What happened? They each of my five kids, Hatzol B'Chemesh, helps the kids go to school. Free of charge. Hilla, why did I see ambulances from Ichud Hatzol running around the neighborhood lately? Are they trying to come into the neighborhood? With the ambulances? Uh, 